The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello everyone, it's Linda Ockwell Jenner here again with another Motivational Moments podcast. As you can probably tell from my voice, it doesn't sound quite so squeaky like it did the last few podcasts because I was um, recovering from a virus which seemed to affect my ability to talk without a squeak or a hoarseness. So today I want to talk a little bit about how the business world has changed, in my opinion, over the past 20 years. When I got into business as a motivational speaker, A, there was no social media, and B, um, it was more about um, the face-to-face networking, and I love the online networking, as you all know. I love the social media platforms. But I think what's happened today, people have become a little bit complacent and rely too much on the online platforms, the online resources, to do most, if not all, of their networking. What got me on this subject today I was speaking with a colleague over the phone earlier and we were talking about how um, today it's like instant gratification. If it doesn't happen instantly, um, new business owners or business owners who haven't changed with the the, the trends, the social media and, and the technology, uh, saying, well, why didn't this happen? Why didn't I get that sale? Why didn't I get that speaking gig? And the thing is, it's a constant... Um, progression of finding ways to work differently we can't stand still in fact I actually said to the person on the phone I was talking to that I didn't like the business world as much today as I did 20 years ago now 20 years ago I knew hardly any people I would literally um, walk all around my local uh, downtown area and introduce myself to to stores and to business owners at the business centre and gradually build those relationships. And one of the ways I managed to get my early online presence, and you can check this out if you check out my Motivational Steps website, if you go to my press page, you'll see that one of the um, things I did in my early days, because I didn't, I didn't know what to do, so I just tried what came into my head, I actually would write letters to my local newspaper about topics that were of interest to me. For instance, um, you'll find one letter to the editor talking about smoking in the casinos. And for me, that was a health and wellness issue. I wrote about a lot of other things as well. Um, But that wasn't easy. I, I had to actually write the content. I actually had to submit it and then be patient to see if, you know, It was in the newspaper. Today, it's much, much easier for us all to add content to our website, uh, to our blogs, to our um, um, online resources, our online platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all the things that we use today. We can add content and that gives us a better online presence. But here's some examples. So I've been a professionally paid speaker now for I'd say 20 years I was actually back at school doing um, a one-year course to become a secretary again when I decided to uh, um, 
explore some new ways to get on with my life after I had my double mastectomy for breast cancer. And so I was taking a, a, a year's course where I had to do business English and computers and um, accounting, which I disliked. And basically, I just kind of fell into knowing I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I've told that story before, so I won't bore you with it. So all of that year, I actually was sent to most of the schools and most of the colleges, and I didn't have a brand, I didn't have anything, but people liked me. So uh, my husband made me a, you know, a website very quickly. We got some business cards. We you know got the domain name. We paid for the domain name. And I would put my information, I printed out all my information, popped it into a, a blue folder from the dollar store, a cardboard folder, uh, put a sticker on the outside of the folder that was my logo, Six Steps, which was very colourful, and I would go to all the schools, all the colleges, all the universities and talk to the person who was in charge of booking the speakers and hand them my my um, blue folder and say I'd love to, you know, speak at one of their events. And that now I was a paid speaker, but obviously I could give them a deal way back in those days because obviously I wasn't as experienced as the other speakers. And that is how I got onto the paid speaking circuit slowly, bit by bit. Then I was actually sending faxes. Yeah, do you remember what a fax is? Um, I would type into Google. Um, I was looking for conferences that wanted motivational speakers, so I'd type into Google um, call for motivational speakers and I had to fill a form in and send off the facts and I had all the you know the faxes in my filing cabinet on the wall I wasn't very organized though I used to get very confused in those days and uh, that is how I got a lot of paid speaking gigs and I'd say within two years I was very very successful as a paid professional speaker it's a lot different today I'll tell you why A there's a lot of social media celebrities and they are the most amazing people. I love them all. So obviously a conference is, is going to pick a celebrity versus someone like me. And no, I'm not a celebrity. I just love what I do. I'm a motivational speaker, business consultant. I am not a celebrity, but I have got a good brand. And obviously celebrities live with a lot of challenges, so I don't think I'd like to be one. But, yeah, the conferences first and foremost pick the the celebrities and yes they pay them a huge fee and then it's a bit like um you know you have the ceo at the top and then it goes down to say the vps and and the managers and stuff like that and everybody gets some work and everybody gets paid for it but you all get paid different levels of work so um i still am and was paid to speak at conferences speak at smaller events because i have a good reputation, have credibility, have a good online presence. Um, I still write lots of content. I'm a mentor. I give back to my community. And also my topics now don't just focus on health and wellness, which is my passion. You've got to be healthy to be wealthy. But now I'm very well known for, um, you know, offering the topic of networking or branding or building a small business with no budget at all. So I am a known entity, but I still work very hard. So why I'm a bit, oh, I guess, disappointed with newer businesses today, especially if they do want to be a, a speaker, a paid speaker, is they seem to want it all immediately, A, because I guess they're very, very passionate about it and their expectations are 
a bit over the top. So they ask my advice or they may ask your advice and I say, well, you know, it's it's a hard um, industry to get into. Obviously, if you invent something like, I don't know, the, the first notebook, paper notebook that um, is not only uh, environmentally friendly but you, the words will disappear once you rub your hands over the notebook and basically you can keep using this paper notebook forever. That's just a silly example of, I don't think anybody's invented that, but today you've either got to be a well-known celebrity, you, you, you know, social media, film star, royal, whatever, whatever, or, that, or you go down and you come to people like me who've been doing it a long time and people... Um, engage us to speak because we are a known entity we are very good at what we do I have a conversational way of presenting which brings my audience into you know my world and vice versa so I say to anybody who's new please 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 do the groundwork you have to do before you can even think about asking to speak anywhere let alone uh, you know to be paid to speak at a conference unless, of course, you've got something exceptional to offer, which we all think we have, but there are so many people out there who are the same. So we have to find something that stands out as different. And the way to do this is to research the the other uh, professional speakers who may be talking about the same thing as you are or I am and then say, well, how does my message come over differently? The other way to do it is always be professional from day one and have a press page and you know, make sure your um, promo photo is there and make sure your introduction is there. Really little tiny things like that 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 have helped me over the years and still do. And so when I mention that to someone, they say, but that's a lot of hard work and really I'm just going to, you know, hope for the best that people will book me to speak. And it's not just my line of work. It, it would appear that today so many people think that, you know, if you are on social media and you're on LinkedIn and you say, I'm the best graphic designer in the world, please, please, you know, um, or no, not even please, I'm the best graphic designer in the world, why not choose me to do all your work? But the thing is, then if you do the work to Google them and you find they haven't got an online presence and you find that they haven't got referrals coming, you've got to ask yourself the question why, because today more than ever, we, the consumer, have more choice who we work with, who we pay to do the work we want so I've kind of lost uh I've lost my faith in human nature and 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 I think to myself that social media and all the technology out there may have made a lot of people complacent and it's in no way ever going to replace that one-on-one connection that face-to-face that that trust you build in a relationship and all the work you have to do in the background to be successful in whatever business you want to be in. A couple of things I'd like you to take away with you are this. Building strong foundations for your business, whatever it may be, before you try and sell is really, really important. So the way to do that is obviously you're very excited, you've got your business card, you've got your website and you want to go knocking on doors that's fine. Knock on doors, bring the background when you've got slow times. And believe me, you will have slow times. That's when you build your foundations. So you find out that, you you know, your website is a marketing tool. Great. And your business cards, you know, are a marketing tool. Bring the background, write that content. And again, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into what kind of content. Listen to my podcast to find that one if you're really interested. So write content. 
So you start gaining an online presence. Uh, research networking organisations and what you are looking for from networking. And again, I've talked about this, Brie, in a nutshell. Uh, education, you may be looking for seminars. You may be looking for a referral-based networking organisation, but if you're really, really new business, that can be a bit tricky because you probably don't have anybody you like and trust or know and trust that you can refer, so I'd hold off on that for a bit. So find networking organisations that work for you. You don't have to become a member. You can go to some of them for free or be a a non-member and pay as a guest. So building those foundations, working on your brand and saying to yourself, what does my message mean to the people out there? So networking, building the foundations, building a brand, um, writing content, um, and also researching what other people in business do. They could be your competitors. They could be people different to you. And basically, you know, build those foundations in the background. Start being seen to be seen in your local community and eventually build those trusted relationships. And believe me, people do business with people they like and trust. I'm sorry, but that's never going to change. But you've got to be there. You've got to be memorable so they can remember you, obviously, so they can refer you. So um, I think what we should all try and do now is say to ourselves, we're in business because we want to help people, we're passionate, we love what we do. But we also have to remember that um, you will always be changing and um looking at new ways to offer your business and the new technology and the things that can help us, but in no way can that replace the work you have to do. So I will find my my love for humans again at some point, I am sure. I'm sure that, you know, not everybody's after instant gratification and know that it's, you know, not all about them. I hope you've enjoyed my podcast and that you'll be back soon to listen to my next one. Until then, have a wonderful day.